All right, thank you for tuning in to another edition of 805 Uncensored. We are live from Camarillo. We're your hosts. My name is Jordan. And my name is Max, and we have a special guest with us tonight. Go ahead and introduce yourself. My name is Erica. Hello, and thank you for having me. No problem. You are always welcome. Thanks for coming on the show. Right on. So we were, gonna, we were talking about this earlier, and I thought it would be a good place to start the show. The way people are acting towards each other. And I've seen it in a lot of places. I mean, I had a guy jump out of his truck and try and fight me the other day after he pushed me out of a lane. Seems like a reasonable reaction. Yeah. And I don't know. It just seems like people, it's probably because they're caged up, you know, Every, or they're, yeah, they're at least they're being just fucking pissed. Yeah. Everybody just seems very unhappy right now. Well, what's your take on it? Uh, yeah, I agree. A lot of people seem very unhappy right now. And I think it's understandable because they're experiencing a lot of pressures that are coming from external sources mm -hmm. at the same time. And it's an emotional overload to the point that they can't handle a normal everyday. Someone cut me off in traffic or whatever, and mm -hmm. things just get to the blowing point much quicker. So I've certainly noticed the same. Yeah. Any little thing will just set you off. And it doesn't help with this Absolutely. fucking heat. No, definitely 106 not. 106 today. Yeah, what was it where, where you were at? Like 117, almost 120? It was, I think, 115 yesterday, which was insanity, because I lived in the Coachella Valley for 10 years, and that's normal desert temperatures. And there's so supposed to be a significant difference between the desert and the beach. So when the beach is at desert temperatures, it's like, What's going on here? Well, there's a fair bit of humidity with it still, so it's like it hits you like a wet sock. Yeah. No, but yeah, I think it's a it's a combination of things, right? Why everyone's so fucking hyper pissed off? So obviously you have a pandemic, which is weared on the entire year has been extremely no matter where you psychologically stand on it. damaging people. Yeah, yeah, and then you have the prolonged economic suffering from the lockdowns and just people being out of work. And just people feeling hopeless, and that they there can't, isn't a recent parallel. There's no, there's no in way US out. History. There is no reference. Yeah, at least in the last eighty years, for something like this. For I'm most saying. people, as for far, most people, as far as the, I, I, ref, I can make a reference to what's going on in a personal way for me. Go ahead. Uh, I see it as what is uh, termed as narcissistic personality disorder abuse. Oh, okay. Okay. And what I think that means is a narcissist is one that thinks of oneself. Mm -hmm. Okay. This is not inherently a bad thing. This is actually quite natural. Why would I not consider myself? But I think what classifies one on the side of narcissism, mm -hmm. i.e. committing an abuse against another, uh, is that, um, they're doing something for the sole gain of them of themselves that is going to help to validate their ego or their idea of what is happening because they would be afraid otherwise to admit that they could be wrong or something like that. I think that's like where it comes from. Yeah. Um, but I think to overall narcissistic abuse is what it does is it kind of strips away another's identity uh, because someone's coming in and saying, this is how you should think of something, or this is how you should feel about something, or this right. is what you meant when you said, well, you know, they're putting their perception on you as if it's your own. 
and in doing so, they're in authenticating you and authentic in validating your experience and how you see things. And so I think that breaks down in particular to what is happening right now with the COVID and related things, uh, government riots, schools, it's the, the effect of one thing is everywhere. And I, and I think that the people, everyone that is going through this, which is everybody, mm. I think that they're within a spectrum and on that spectrum leans from one side of the other to, I completely believe all this and I'm just following authority because maybe I'm afraid and I don't want to think of the situation through discernment mm -hmm. and it feels safer just to go with what someone is telling me. Right. So that's a very scared spectrum mm -hmm. to the opposite end where someone is like, this is just utter fucking bullshit. This is fucking yeah, bullshit. For example, it's so hot today and I live right near some water holes, but there's actually a vehicle parked on the bike lane right now, like telling people you can't come in because it's really fucking hot and someone has the flu. Like it doesn't make sense. And it's all on how you word it. Some people would be offended by what I just said, but mm -hmm. it's, that's the spectrum. Right. Right. Um, so having been a person who identifies as being maybe on in, in a certain perspective, being on the abused side of narcissism. Right. Mm -hmm. um, I see that in an overall picture, those people that are calling bullshit, those people that are totally buying it, um there's varying levels of they're putting their own ego into it well into the issue the government or the cia or pedophiles or whatever you the theory is right now that mm -hmm. what is really behind what is really happening because people recognize as something that doesn't make sense and they need explanation um but in any case if you consider like MK ultra or mainstream media or things of that nature, right? It's someone putting an idea on you at which point you begin to feel you lose sense of your own idea, right? You, you just lose sense of yourself altogether. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's the breakdown of self-worth or self-esteem and which is the opposite of building strength. It actually weakens you. Like I was saying, your emotions are overloaded by all this cognitive dissonance that you're experiencing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so you become very short tempered because you're either in a state of anger because you're like this bullshit or you're in a state of like, what the fuck's going on here? I just want to die because it's so gnarly or you're somewhere in between. <clears throat> yes. Freeze, fight or flight. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So to answer right. your question mm -hmm. in short, yeah, when I look at it, that's what I'm seeing. I'm seeing narcissistic abuse. Right. And from all the, the response from all the stimulus that's. Yeah. Overloading everything. And the stimulus that's geared, though, for a specific, I want you to think like this. Push I want you this to button. see it like this. Right. And you know what I mean? Your brain is constantly clouded by all that emotional uh, negativity and abuse. Your brain is not functioning at a high capacity nearly <laughs> as what it should be. And so you're not you're not thinking creatively. You're you have no sense of just drive. There's a lot. You, you, you rely on a lot of fallbacks, I feel like. Mm hmm. People are just rely on a lot of default fallbacks, and a lot of them have very shitty backstops <laughs> in that category. Um, but that, I mean, it's weird. And there, fuck, I totally just lost my train of thought there. But there, give me a minute. I'm sorry. I'll come back to what I was saying. I totally, I had something, and then I just dropped off my tongue. I think in experiencing what I've described, something that doesn't make sense 
if you try to just write it out and pretend like it makes sense, it doesn't really work. If you're trying to live through something that you don't understand. Mm -hmm. That you're not a part of. Yeah. I lost my train of thought, too. Sorry. (laughs) You said something that made me think of something. (laughs) Oh, well, that's okay. But no, because it's... And it's something I've even seen with my my own roommates or with, with... Okay, go ahead, go ahead. If you're experiencing something you don't understand, not to not to continue to not understand, I think what it does is it creates depression, creates depression. This is how it relates to this list of points because it's like something doesn't make sense. You're telling yourself to like be quiet or you're trying to believe something you don't believe, whatever. It's all bullshit. You're not being congruent with yourself. This is not truth. You're not getting truth in yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's one thing I think a lot of people miss as well is that they're like, oh, when's things going to go back to normal? And it's like, if you look back in history, what the fuck is normal? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. I know. I get that all the time. Like Society and the way humans live evolves constantly. constantly. We don't live the same way we lived we live 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. We couldn't at this point. A lot of people no. couldn't know, yeah. So to, to act like this is some huge awful thing like eventually yes this crisis is going to end but it's going to have a lasting impact and i think a lot of people are that's, they're not okay with that yeah that's the because important. they don't feel like they have the ability to match that change i think that's a critical point i think it has because like they're not allowed to, to do what they need to do right like at, you get over you but get over the pandemic at the same time but this is the trick is who says that they need to do that exactly who makes the discernment I think that's where it just comes down to, you know, when, with shops requiring it and stuff, it's like that's private property. You know, private businesses are allowed to make their own rules for their properties. Like mm-hmm. that's that's fair, right? You want to come onto my property, you got to wear a mask. Okay. Can't argue with that. I, I, at least I can't make any argument with that. But. Well, I think, I think um, businesses would do that anyways because if they get one fucking COVID case – they're going to get, get shut, shut down. down just by word of mouth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nobody will go there. Uh, well, from stuff that I've listened to, it seems like it runs a little bit deeper than that in that, in that there's like licensing issues or, or, or permitting you know, operation of the business as an essential mm-hmm. or whatever that is regulated by the like government. That, right? And the government is making them hire yeah, on people exactly. that will hand out masks or whatever. And they're putting the condition that Who people can't come in without the mask, right? But it's be, is it being based on something that could be hypothetically inaccurate, yeah. right? But, it seems like a lot of the information we've been getting has been evolving. It's the, the information about what's actually happening has been changing a lot. Yeah, there's not been consistency from day one. There's a lot of things that seems uh, to kind of completely negate something that was said before. Out, because, yeah. yeah. Because I remember the, the CDC said that the, the um, non non-symptom, non-symptomatic transmission was actually pretty rare. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then I think they took that back again or something like that. And then you were saying something about there were some people who had lasting effects from it. Yeah. Potentially. Mm-hmm. I've seen that recently as well. Some people have, like, will have to deal with permanent pneumonia. They'll have to deal with permanent heart problems, uh, strokes. They're going to have, like, inflamed lungs the rest of their lives. I think it's mm-hmm. bullshit. I think it's bullshit. I think someone. I think someone. I think someone knows that something is coming, and so they're prepping people for that. Hmm. But they're attributing it to something that is not necessarily what it's coming from. I think maybe something else. I don't know, but something about it is fishy. I don't like it. I do think the government is kind of they're 
They're not necessarily faking it, but they're twisting the screw yeah. a little tighter. It's like playing TMZ. They're just seeing you what cut the they pieces can and you get rearrange them, and it looks like something else, even though it's somewhat based on truth. Well, they're just they're blowing the balloon a little bit bigger than it needs to see how far <laughs> right? they can get it. Yeah, well, it depends on something who you're talking about in the government. Like, Absolutely, like Trump, for example, thinks that the virus is total bullshit and a hoax. And then you have well, other that's people. That's a beautiful point of view to have. And then you have, and then you have other people in the government, like Fauci, you mm. know, who's the epidemiologist expert who's speaking on the virus or things like that. But yeah, there are people that take it a lot seriously. And then there are people that think it's total bullshit. There, there seems to be no middle ground. There's, yeah. <laughs> you're not allowed. You're not allowed to. No. But to get back to resolution and how to process, right. and I want yeah. to comment on something that you said a little bit ago uh, about what we're experiencing. And there's no reference point to compare it to. This is all like, what mm-hmm. the fuck? Yeah, there was like a hurricane yeah. in Iowa recently. It's like on so many levels, right? <laughs> um, so I read this thing recently. It was pretty cool. It was a meme floating around Facebook. Uh, and I, I don't recall all the points, but it, it came at you like this. Imagine if you were born in the year 1900, right? Mm-hmm. And the whole economy collapsed and X amount of bazillion people were out of work. And then there was like this Spanish flu. And it was putting it as a point of reference. Like every couple of years, there was a war, world war and then another world war. And so if you put yourself in their shoes at that time, they could have been thinking the same thing. Like there's mm-hmm. no reference, like this is insanity. And so we are That's in that sense, maybe state. going through something that we've well, gone through before. And I think the answer to that is not a this or a that, but I think about it this or that way, but identifying how you're going to think about it and mm-hmm. like works, like how you, you have to own it. Right. We, so well, you're absolutely right. Because uh, world war one, prior to that, there had never been seen anything like that in the history of world warfare. And so that was called the war to end all wars mm. prior to World War II. Yeah. And it, yeah. About that. Uh-huh. Anyway. No, but they were... That was a lot were, of blood people and gore. People were horrified by that war. It never, they never thought they'd see something like that. There's again. families that lost like five sons. Yeah. Seven, you know, it's, mm-hmm. couldn't even imagine what people felt like. And they were just going. They would just go. It's so sad. And it was... That, that war in particular, actually, I find really... Curious, because there was almost like a code, like a sense of honor. It's called mm-hmm. the Lost Generation, and like like mm-hmm. among the pilots of, of World War One, you shot your enemy to the point where his aircraft was no longer able to battle. And if he was attempting to land, you let it. Your your mission wasn't to go out there and kill him. It was to save a code him of honor. Fighting. Fucking trench, to have honor or integrity in war. Yeah. Yeah. Trench but trench warfare, warfare yeah. seems to be the complete opposite of that. It's by any means necessary. Right. And it's the same war. It's happening on the same battlefields. Yeah. One interesting. One inter- did you know they um, there was a ceasefire? Like I don't even know if they declared it officially. Christmas. Yeah, Christmas. Did they de- did they officially oh, declare, or did everyone just uh, let's call honor it break for the day? No, they just they just did it. Yeah, they were. That's what I thought. See, that yeah. was Christmas everyone Day. Everyone just honored it. We're like it's Christmas well, Day. Like, we're not going to shoot was, each other. We're not going to fight. They uh. That's like tradition and the meaning of tradition. I think it was. That's cool. The German and the British, right? That sounds right. The Germans were singing some sort of Christmas song, and then the English heard it, and they started singing back. Hmm. And then they kind of, one by one, poked their heads up, and then someone threw a soccer ball in the middle. And they literally played a game of soccer. And then the next day, went right back. There's a movie, I think, that has that scene in it. That, the descript, that's yeah, cool. That happened. That's really nice. But, yeah. but his, yeah, absolutely, history repeats itself, and there is no such thing as normal. Mm-hmm. we're constantly evolving and society is constantly changing. The, the state of peace, if you look at our history, and I know we're 
obviously trying to go for it as a species. And we've learned a lot in these last years, especially with how we're documenting everything and, you know, the free flow of information thanks to the internet. But peacetime is very brief windows in our history. Like humans have evolved with conflict. Statistically mm-hmm. speaking, the United States uh, has been at war 94% of its history. Wow. Kidding That's me? a huge number. Oh my God. No. I'm, you have to look at who's benefiting from I'm, that. I'm not fucking around. It's what we do. Mm-hmm. We're literally always at war. Mm-hmm. The war is money. Oh, it, yeah. Now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or is the average soldier? I think, they have, mm-hmm. I think they have set, like, what was it? Eight, eight to $14,000 worth of gear on their body. Have you ever, yeah. Division. Ever, it's like the root heard, of all evil. Have you ever heard that famous speech from President Eisenhower in the 50s where he was warning about the military industrial complex? I've heard reference, but don't recall specifics. Continue, what? yeah. I don't know. Okay. I can find the right one. Um, Snaps is it. But yeah, he's an American president warning mm. well, back in the 1950s. And he was a general in World War II, led the D Day. Wow. Operation. Yeah. Operation Overlord. Omaha Beach. Yeah. Mm. Uh, the military industry. Right there. Yeah, here we go. First one, that's quality. Because it's, I'm skeptical because it's 16 minutes. Oh, this one. Just try this here. We must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military industrial complex. Well, they're making it all fucking dramatic. Yeah, I knew I wasn't going to be able to find the right Just one. Just click this one. It's 16 minutes. This one that one has a Bernie sticker on the side. It's an, okay, here it's we go. Broken. It's National Archives. I come to you with a message of leave taking and farewell. This speech did not get very much. Oh my God. When I talked in part for. I knew it. This is exactly what happened last Just time. Go to the first one. Just go to the first one. It's the whole speech, and then we'll just find the part. In this final relationship. We yet realize Congress toward the potential aggressor may be establishment and a large arms industry is new. There is little relate, but threats. The many decades stands as proof that our people and their government have, in the main, understood these truths and have responded to them well in the face of threats and stress. But threats. New in kind or degree constantly arise. Of these I mention two only. A vital element in keeping the peace is our military establishment. Our arms must be mighty, ready for instant action, so that no potential aggressor may be tempted to risk his own destruction. Our military organization today bears little relation to that known of any of my predecessors in peacetime or indeed by the fighting men of World War II or Korea. Until the latest of our world conflicts, the United States had no armaments industry. American makers of plowshares could, with time and as required, make swords as well. But we can no longer risk emergency improvisation of national defense. We have been compelled to create a permanent armaments industry of vast proportions. Added to this, three and a half million men and women are directly engaged in the defense establishment. 
we annually spend on military security alone more than the net income of all United States corporations. Now it's the next 10 countries. Now this conjunction of an immense military establishment and a large arms industry is new in the American experience. The total influence, economic, political, even spiritual, is mm. felt in every city, every state house, every office of the federal government. It's not wrong, though. We recognize the imperative more need for this power. was then. Yet we must not fail to comprehend its grave implications. Our toil, resources, and livelihood are all involved. So is the very structure of our society. Mm. In the councils of government, the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought there or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. There it is. That is where it starts. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. We must never let the weight of this combination endanger our liberties or democratic processes. You stopped it right as it was playing. You said something. <laughs> no, I didn't. I said let it play. You take nothing for granted. You got, you got the point. Only out. an alert and knowledgeable citizen can compel the proper meshing of the huge industrial and military machinery of defense with our peaceful methods and goals. Well, I guess one of them. So basically... That was a lot more than I'd heard of it. The United States Department of Defense is the United States Department of Offense. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, they, they didn't... Back in the day, they didn't sugarcoat it. They called it the Department of War. It wasn't the Department of Defense. Yeah, it was the Department of War. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they had the Department of Defense, and they broke it up into the individual, or they officially broke it up into the individual. Branches. And now we just give the Pentagon a fucking ass load of money yeah. every year. Whatever they want. Yeah. If they don't spend it, we won't give it to them again, so they're just going to spend it all at the end of the year on stupid shit so that they get more next year. It's a great system. <coughs> and yes, that is exactly how military funding works. <laughs> So there's lots to unpack there. What do you think, Erica? <laughs> <laughs> you look like you're just stunned. Um, I think it's counterintuitive that one would show up to represent peace fully loaded with arms. It's a yeah. bullshit fucking statement, and you're trying to shove the concept down my throat by using words like spirituality and large mm -hmm. and, and speaking with commanding authority. I see what you're saying. So that it's my pussy ass that doesn't want to accept responsibility for myself could be like, oh my God, this sounds great. That makes a lot of sense, but it doesn't. Why would you be like, nice to meet you with your loaded AK? How are you supposed to feel about that? You know what I mean? I mean, I was in the military, so. It, it breaks down <laughs> to, to communication is 95% nonverbal, 5% mm. verbal. So if I verbally say, hey, what's up, brother? And nonverbally, I'm holding, you know, arms full of guns. You're going to be like, what's going on here? It's an incongruency. I guess if I didn't have a gun, too. But uh, that's a big. But that's a big then difference. you would <laughs> certainly be showing up for battle. But that's what I'm saying. The one that shows up with a gun is showing up for battle. But they're preaching that this is to avoid battle and to keep peace. But then you and also, like how you're talking about wars, and I'm asking who's benefiting, like who's making money, mm -hmm. and division is like the root of evil. Like matters. they're keeping people against. Yeah, we create. It was the first. It was the Contras. Then it was Al Qaeda. Now mm -hmm. it's ISIS. Mm -hmm. We created all of them. Mm -hmm. We created one to destroy the other, which then became too big. So we created one to destroy that, which became too big. So we created one to destroy that. And then 
now we have ISIS, and it, things are going swimmingly. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if I'm going to get in trouble for this, but I said this in the last podcast that Nazi Germany learned a lot of their tactics from U.S. Jim Crow laws. <sighs> Interesting. Yeah. And matter of fact, even Nazi lawyers looked into some of the practices that they were enacting in the South and were like, oh, shit, we can't do this. Even Nazi lawyers were like, we can't do this. They were learning, they were learning shit from what the United States was doing. Wow. But listening to that, though, feels like listening to Fauci talk about COVID. It feels the same to me. It's very like I am here on my it, pedestal. It feels very sales tactic to me. Not like that so I'm much, but sales tactic I'm an authority figure. You've got to listen to me. I'm very serious and professional. And They're I'm, trying to tell me how to think. <coughs> well, I think somebody, no matter who you are and where you are, somebody's always trying to control the way that you think. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I feel like sometimes we have to risk that to get somewhere with, with good, you know, with a good conversation, but you know, there's a limit. Absolutely. Well, I don't think that you necessarily have to look at it in a way that compartmentalizes bad or good either, that someone is telling me to think that they're bad or dirty or evil or whatever. I mean, everyone has their reason, you know what I mean? But because bad and good is, is purely subjective to a lot of people. I would just ask, why are they trying to tell you what to think? So, what what do they have what invested in that that they're trying to push to make sure that you go, go into a corner students? that they want you to go into? To me, it's a form of manipulation. Right, right. What do you have? And to I don't appreciate it. Yeah, because if it was, if if I could simply see it myself and make the same deduction, why must there be a need to? be attempting to manipulate or construe where I'm going to go with the idea. Do there's you know what I'm saying? A, there's a difference between something being a good idea and something being a mandatory idea. That too. Yes. There's a big difference. And a lot of people, they forget that there's a line. Yeah. <coughs> I would agree with you. I think you're asking the right kind of questions. Mm -hmm. Thank you. I think um, you, you have to think of those things and ask those kind of questions as a responsible citizen. I think it's a form of holding yourself accountable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You can't, Am I just seeing what I want to see? Is it well if you're if you're apt to just wholly believe and, and and eat everything that's being told to you from wherever it's coming from and regarding whatever it's regarding. Make the government really I, happy if you're a bootlicker. I think it's like a laziness on your part. Yeah, I don't I don't want to accept completely. responsibility, so I'm gonna I'm gonna just run with what you're it's saying. Lack, lack you know what I mean? Yeah, it's lack of independent thought. Or if you're on the other end of the spectrum, like I'm saying, if you if it's triggering this huge response in you, it's very angry or like whatever, you know, mm -hmm. you have to look at where that's coming from too. What is it that you're hanging on to right. that you're so emotionally invested in the fact that this person has a different well, opinion? I, you know I, what I mean? said this to a couple buddy of mine the other day, and I, I felt it kind of explains what I feel, like why this is so amped up, is if you and I have to go do something. And we have different opinions on how to do it, but we generally want to accomplish the same goal. You and I could probably work together, figure out our differences, and find a way to do it. But if you have to pick somebody, or I have to pick somebody, and we have to figure out whose person is best, mm -hmm. and then that person gets to tell us how to do it no matter what, mm -hmm. that conversation is going to be a lot more heated than if we just had to do it ourselves and work together to do because it. Because the ego is in it. Because for me, well, because. Not only is my ego in it, because that's who I think is right, but if I don't get that, then none of what I have to say is valid. Mm -hmm. So that turns the ante up even higher. Mm -hmm. But I see it's because you put someone in charge, which in the second that that was done, even though the two that you agreed upon it, you've now created a this and a that. You've alienated. A here and a there. Mm -hmm. Right? 
And so then, like you're saying, it just innately comes up yeah. that I'm being triggered. I'm feeling like you're saying I'm not good enough or I'm not smart enough or I'm not, what the fuck? It becomes yeah. personal. Whereas before the, the the proposition of the idea is that you and I can achieve something together. So this can be likened at work or at traffic or at the grocery store or in our personal relationship exactly. or whatever. Uh, I think that um, I learned recently, it was a really cool concept. I love it. Is that part of self-esteem having it is uh, having a congruency with your own personal philosophy. Okay. When you begin to deviate from that and so you're behaving in a way that is lying to yourself, right? That will, that's one of the, worst best ways to erode the self-esteem and so if you have a relationship and now two people come together as one in some way to achieve the same objective uh having the still the same self-esteem concept is that you would have to discuss what's your philosophy and mine and that ensure that together we're both behaving or enacting according. our goal yeah. according to that personal philosophy right and so in that sense we just keep on kind of sharing together as one right but as soon as it's divided okay somewhere. you do the bills and i'm going to do this yeah. then it becomes like one person is controlling mm -hmm. that's, and that's, that's exactly how our happening. political system is ran yeah and we wonder why things have been heating up and heating up and heating up yeah because we just and then the way these these politicians get elected is i'm more left or i'm more right uh-huh and then, they're all the same and it further pushes the divide apart because yeah on a lot of on a lot of issues they're pretty much the same but then it's these weird social issues exactly. that they're different on and the these, social these issues, weird like cultural issues but do you notice all the stigma that goes in line with what it means to be blue or red yeah oh that exactly. means you blah blah blah, 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 blah. Exactly. all my ideas of what i put on what that means but yeah so we're and we're so we'll be left off talking about controlled opposition and everything that's going on there. Actually, I do have a thought. All right. Who has more to benefit from all these, the actual, the rioting that's going on? Because a lot of people on both sides are saying it's funded or planted or planned. If that were the case, which which side would have more to benefit from, from that right now, in your opinion? Well, totally I, opinion. I would guess they probably both do, but immediately I'm like, Democrats. Okay. How come? Well, because I've seen that the Blue Lives Matter uh, goes directly to funding the Blue. I've seen this mm -hmm. where people have chased the paper trail. And so that's suspect to me that something is putting it out there that we're fighting for a group of people because they've been oppressed and we're saving the day and it's very altruistic and we should have compassion and la da da. Right. Mm. Which is all great. Yeah. I'm in support of that. Okay. People's feelings are and experiences are important. However, uh, the help, the money, the whatever that is being gained and the benefit of the people Isn't is being misappropriated right yeah. to some people that are trying to shove some ideas down the throat that they are somehow going to gain right uh, benefit from me believing what they're saying. I've, I've thought about it a little bit and I came to a slightly different conclusion. I did think about it like that at one point. But what I kind of thought is, well, who's, who's in power right now? We've got the Republicans in power, right? The Republicans are very pro-cop right now. They're very pro-law enforcement, give them whatever they need, law and order, right? Mm -hmm. Well, look at all this that's going on. We need law and order. We need to increase federal um, 
presence on the state level, we need to increase. Yeah, look what's happening. Our we ability don't have enough resources. to quell these uprisings. I I don't know. I'm not saying it is or it isn't, but I said I, I don't know. I kind of looked at it as it could possibly be like the puppet over here to get the reaction that they want, so that they can put in place the regulations or the laws or the more the more right leaning authoritarian grip. policies. I think that there's something even bigger. There's a daddy to the two the and it's like you're one of those pinball machines mm -hmm. just getting hit back and forth in order to get you down the fucking hole. Exactly. And so both are utilized by the same as a tool. And I try and explain that to people. But it never it never seems to get through because it's just like, well, but the other guy's gonna win. It's like okay. I you think whichever options. way you go, it can work to their advantage because yeah. they've thought it out that far like, in advance like, like that Trump, they can handle whichever. Like Trump's advertisements are hilarious to me because he talks about this will happen in Joe Biden's America. These but riots, it's literally, his it's, America. It's happening under his administration. Like the videos that he's showing are happening while he's fucking president. Mm. This is what will happen when Joe Biden's president. No, this is what's happening when you're president. Mm -hmm. <laughs> But, I don't know, but I, I super want to like start a sport that is like raking forests because I think it would be but, really but fucking just, funny. Like, but just, just go out like and, and start raking. But just it's literally. Like, what would you see if you drove by the thirty three and people were raking on the side of the road? <laughs> but it's literally fucking comical to me that people think majority of the problems in the United States can just be fixed by electoral politics. No the government that created the issues in the first place. That's handing over the reins to someone else to do the work for you. I say that that's my argument with him a lot of times on certain economic policies, especially like with taxes. People. And no matter yeah. what, there's always going to be a monopoly of power. Yeah, and it's you can't legislate morality. It's, it's, I, I talk about that a lot in in my opinion when it comes to like taxes and stuff like that. It's like something's a good idea to, to for this cause. And a lot of times, like, there are causes, like, good guys, Like, the fire department, like, I fucking love the fire department. <laughs> yeah. We need those guys. Yeah. Um, like, I like parks. I like national parks. I like libraries. Okay. Um, yeah. Obviously. What was I, what was, where was I going with that? Totally just... I don't know. You were talking about... Um, oh, yeah. So, when... People come and say, like, oh, if you don't support this tax to help this purpose, like, you're immoral mm. that's stupid I, I wouldn't agree with that and that's a lot of how they sell it but if you aren't already like giving some of your money and helping like if you're not doing anything about it yourself why are you forcing others to do it well that's one of the major problems and why are you investing yourself in it and making it like this your life's mission well that's one of the major problems with politics right is a lot of it comes down to framing the way mm -hmm. that you explain policies the mm -hmm. way that the words that you choose matter Addiction. and the way that you explain things matter. And so like a lot of the times politicians will make things obviously sound a lot rosier than they are. But mm -hmm. a lot of times, sometimes something will actually be a good policy, but they'll mm -hmm. make it sound like shit. Mm -hmm. And then nobody will sign on to it because they're like, Oh fuck that. Why would I do that? <laughs> but but it's like you said, it's like almost like they're playing on your emotions, you know, care about this if you do you'll vote yes for this mm -hmm. because you care uh and it's almost like paying somebody money to do something on your behalf oh yeah i feel sorry for those people i really want to help but here let me give you some money go help on my behalf because i really don't want to invest the time yeah um and because in those laws there's always something that slips in that is not necessarily beneficial and there's it's kind of kept hidden so potential for <laughs> What do they call that pork the, barrel? 
Well, no, it's there's there's always there's always room for abuse. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah. I think in regard to taxes, a fraction yeah. is is going to where every you system have is corruptible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because, That's, like you said, it's being run by people, and right. people are going to bring their own. And, they're not going to come in entirely altruistic and be like, "I think of no because, everyone else but myself." Because the narcissism and the individualism plays into it. Absolutely, which is hanging on to the ego, my attachment. Right. Yeah. Whatever. It's, it's why it's it's the emotion of like I believe in this because of this reason, and if I deviate from that, like I'm, I'm deviating from some deep sense of like who I am. My attachment that I care about something and people perceiving that in me when they look at fucking Trump. Oh my God. Like people worship that guy. They're almost as bad. They're as bad as the people who just worship the ground Obama walked. Well, it's, it's it's literally a psychological disorder. It's authoritarian personality. It's like Stockholm. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it straight up is like no matter well, the truest thing that Trump ever said was I could shoot somebody in the middle of fifth Avenue and I wouldn't lose votes. It's true because he literally has like a cult following. Yeah. And it's it's religiously based too in a lot of ways. Like there's some prophecy like that. Yes. Because he's so really, yeah, he's had I've heard he's anti-Christ and, and, and yeah. No, like there's there's like these this this Christian group that's like, oh, he was sent by Jesus to save America. <laughs> Dude, he wants to fuck his daughter. You know he does. He, he's, he's, yeah, he's said some pretty questionable things. If she wasn't my daughter, perhaps I would date her. Who says that about their daughter? Well, that's pretty horrible. Yeah, but, uh, I don't know about that interesting. one. And I've seen, I've seen her, I've seen him like kiss her on the lips and stuff. I've seen photos and videos where he's kind of patting her below the belt. Yeah, where it's if you've been in her proximity for X well, number of years, and he just doesn't give a shit about his like, other daughter at all, Tiffany, because oh. she's not as pretty. Oh, so that just, sucks. He just never talks about her. She she literally looks like... Poor Pokemon. Tiffany. She looks like Sid from uh, Ice Age. <laughs> the sloth. She's all like braces with the neck brace and stuff. Is that it? Oh God, that was me all last week. I got fucking rear-ended. Sloth Ice Age. I gotta fucking pull this shit up. This is hilarious. You're such a dick. <laughs> I don't give a fuck about this family. I hate them. That's gnarly. They've stolen so much shit in this country. Oh, they're fucking twins. That's oh, she's all like emo looking. Yeah, so he, he just we don't know she exists because he doesn't talk about her. Oh, he swept under the rug. Yeah, that's fucked up though. And that's he, so fucked up. That reminds me of something that happened with my my daughter and my husband or stepdad a long time ago. But must have got daddy's jeans. She would have makeup similar, like in the dark eyeliner, and he was fucking with her one day, and he's like, "What's with all the makeup?" And she's like, "To hide the shame that I feel walking around with you." <laughs> it totally makes me think of that. <laughs> Maybe she's ashamed that that's her dad or that's her well, family. I don't know. Well, like, we're just. I made a joke like that with my mom. She said, Why the hell did you do that? I looked and I went, Poor genetic material. Because <laughs> I've been reading too much Calvin and Hobbes. Okay, Calvin and Hobbes. Well, Max, Max, we're just spinning our wheels here because here, I have a prediction. This is what's going to happen. Uh oh. So. Here we go. <laughs> back in 2016, they were like, All right, we need a moderate. And so they were like, Okay, Hillary Clinton. Even though fucking, she's one of the most hated people in the entire country. That's mm. one, of, one of the reasons she lost the election is because one, she was a terrible candidate, and she is untrustworthy as hell. Yeah, all the corruption and all that shit. And <clears throat> so, 
this time around, they're like, all right, Joe Biden, once again, we gotta we gotta appeal to the center. We gotta be we gotta be moderate, even though we're, we'll stand for nothing. All we're gonna be is anti-Trump. Trump bad, orange man bad. And then uh, next time around in 2024, they're gonna orange be like bad. they're orange gonna be like man bad. They're gonna lose. Is your lynch mob? They're gonna lose the election this time around, and then in 2024 they're gonna be like, we were too far left last time. So they're gonna be like, okay, we need to have Mitt Romney. We need to have some. We need to have John Kasich be our presidential Romney nominee as a Democrat. Dude, I mean, yeah, yeah. Trump is a Republican, John Kasich so. and a bunch of Republicans spoke at the Democratic National Convention this year because they're Republicans, like the Democrats. They're Republicans. There, there is no left wing party in the U.S. Both wings the same bird at this point. Yeah. You have a right of center party and then you have a far right authoritarian party. So you're saying that he's saying to be moderate, which to me translates into ride the middle, which he's telling me not to make a decision. Right. But then he supports that further by telling me what the decision should be. So at that point, I'm like, bro, uh, you just told me do but don't. But if you think about it, moderation and doing nothing is actually an extreme position. Moderation and doing no that? moderation, meaning doing nothing, like just middle ground. Nothing is going to fundamentally change. That's what he actually said. That's a quote. Well, if from you him. choose not to decide, you've still made a choice. Yes. Rush. Yeah, but isn't that an extreme decision? Doing nothing. I don't know that I'm putting extreme on it. I have to think about that, but it's most certainly a decision. Yes. Yeah. There is a creation, like an absence. You create an absence by doing something. I, I'm saying, or I you're a proponent and you check a box. Yeah. But in either way, there's an effect on whatever it is that's being decided. I'm upon, saying yes? it's an extreme position to go. Okay, nothing needs to be fixed. That's crazy. Okay. Yes. Totally. Totally. That's what he's saying. No because one could look at that. Yeah. And put that on there. Mm-hmm. We nothing is important enough for you to make a decision. Why are you, but why that you may not to, necessarily be the case. And it creates I may be so overwhelmed because it is so important that I'm in a state of frozen right now and I can't decide. Like one one of the other things too, like Sorry. Um, he said about millennials, he goes, oh, uh, millennials complaining about their lives. Give me a break. Yeah, that's dismissive. Yeah, so yeah, you're invalidating. You're invalidating an in, in entire generation. Back when you went to college, of having any fucking thought. Yeah, back when you went to college, it was like a fucking nickel. You didn't have any debt when you came out, right? You had generous um, union programs. You had generous fucking healthcare, um, fucking insurance plans, and all these things. You had all these fucking entitlements and benefits, and then you're like, ah, they don't have millennials. They have no. Phones. That's bullshit. <laughs> And yeah. so, and then you're like, oh, well, why aren't we getting the young vote? Because you just tell us to piss off. You don't do anything. And <laughs> you just told them all that their reality is inauthentic. Yeah. You don't take any fucking policies that support us. Yeah. So you just don't care about us. Right. And, and But then you're like, oh. Well, we got to maintain the status quo. You got to vote against Trump, Trump, though. Status quo. Huh. Why would I vote for you? You're not doing fucking anything to earn my vote. Like making it worse. Policy matters. You can't just be anti the other person. You can't just be a fucking blind contrarian. That's where we're at. We're playing a soccer game. I think that's the point, though. Really, is that there? It's an endless cycle of lesser of two evils. Be that, yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I named our last episode. Lesser of two evils. An endless cycle of lesser and two, lesser of two evils. Yeah. Because it's always like if you look at the history of this country, it's always the same every four years. You you know you have one fucking basically. Yes, which one is not choice. as bad as the other? Yeah, absolutely yes. Yep. And it's it literally, literally Joe Rogan said it best night. I hate to fucking dick ride him and mention him on fucking like half the podcast. 
But it's a dumbass idea to have a fucking popularity contest to see who runs the goddamn place. Do you not see how that is conducive to conducive to electing a total fucking sociopath? Right. <laughs> That's what they do. I mean, yeah, you, you get into politics, you want to rise to power. You want to have major influence on people. The people that and rise to power. A lot of that. Not be there. A lot of that is fucking sociopathic. In nature, mm-hmm. they need to have influence. They need to have fucking power over. And them. I know that's a hard definition, but I, I mean, I people we're getting. And I'm not. I'm not saying you're a sociopath for getting into politics by any means. No, absolutely not. The people that that chase those power structures, a lot of that is rooted in sociopathic ideology. Yes. Mm-hmm. They just yeah, they just want power. They just. And I think of a lot of it stems from fear too. I think the majority of policies stem from fear. Power corrupts, and absolute power corrupts, absolutely. And this is the problem I have with the Republican platform, is they're so fearful they're okay with losing liberties in the name of, oh, well, if you don't have anything to hide, or if you're not doing anything wrong. Mm. But Which is ridiculous. Yeah, which is absolutely ridiculous. But they, what was it, where was I starting with that? Where, how did it lead up to that? I'm sorry. You don't have anything to hide. You're not doing anything wrong. But before that. They, they'll, they'll let their liberties be impacted because they feel like they're not really doing anything well, wrong. Yeah. And they seem to be thinking like, oh, this is for our freedom so we can be free. But it's it's the opposite of that. It's the that. opposite of that. Exactly. It, you're, you're giving up freedoms in the name of fear A surveillance and security police state. Mm. To keep people feeling safe and secure, even right. though you're stepping all over their freedom, personal freedom. Freedom is not inherently safe. That is not the objective of freedom. Freedom is it allows the creation of anything. It allows better ideas and better points of view and better ways of doing things to come forward. And you have to do that by being willing to risk offending other people and be willing to risk saying or doing something that goes against what they believe. Because that's how all innovation and that's how all change comes forward. That's how thinking works. You have every time you speak and talk to another person, you risk offending that other person. Absolutely. What are you just gonna not communicate? You're just gonna avoid thinking about things. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but if you're hanging on to safety, like you're saying, safe, it's it's you being afraid of maybe going into the unknown or. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have control over this. Out of your your out of your comfort zone, right. trying something new, expanding as a person. You're looking to feel safe, which is a rational thing, of course, because we all want to survive. Um, but if you're looking to feel safe by voting for a certain thing, this is not a roof over your head. This is not oxygen in your lungs. This is not it's food. Just people saying it's like levels of safety. What are you? What what are you keeping that's making you feel safe? Is it your opinion of something that makes you feel safe? Because at the end of the day, laws you know? are words on paper. Yeah, it's an idea that we're all just simultaneously agreeing to. Yeah, there's no there's no physical barriers holding us to these things. No, Mm-mm. and people forget that because they grow up and it's such like a hard wall. Like this is what it is. That's where you get. Well, this is how we've always done it. Yeah, this is how it's always been. So a little more, a little more is better, right? What do you mean? Just a, just a little more, you know. What? But that's the outside of the box. That's what creative something thinking. That ain't broken? Yeah. But it is broken. It's been broken a long fucking time. You know, people ask like, "What is the purpose of life? Like, what's the whole point?" You know, a lot of people say love, but I've I've read and heard in some contexts in the last year or two, creativity, creation. 
consecration, right? It's in my deal. opinion, it's it's subjected to every person, and you you have to figure out your own meaning. Sure. No meaning is applied to you. You have to figure that out for yourself. Absolutely. That's for every person. That's her based on truth. Yep. Yeah. That's the way I look at it, at least. I think we can wrap it up there. That was that was pretty good. Yeah, that was a great show. Thank you guys for having me. It's Thank fun. you for coming. Yeah, thanks right for on. coming. I had a great time. Right on, me too. Um, you can definitely come on again anytime. Okay. Uh, hit me up on Facebook or whatever. Um, I just before I wrap up the episode, I just wanted to give a mention of our social media accounts. Oh yeah. So follow us on Facebook, Instagram. I'm going to. I think I'm going to start putting videos on YouTube. Mm to kind of expand our following because I've seen some people interested in getting a video format and just putting some, just something in the background. Right. Okay. And then, um, if you guys want to, don't feel obligated. We are also on Patreon. We greatly support all of the help that you're willing to give us. We'll get a second microphone. Yeah. (laughs) With your money, (laughs) we'll invest into more recording equipment and put out more great content for you guys. Thanks again, Erica. Thank you guys. Thank you guys take care. Take care. Have a good night. Once again, this is 805 Uncensored. Signing out. Stay tuned.